Yeah, go ahead. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a little hurt that Jimmy thought I would poison his coffee. Well, I wouldn't put it past you. <laughs> we're, we're doing a show. Like He's like, am I going to poop my brains out? Yeah. You got it was me. nice enough to get him a coffee. He's like, what'd you put in it? It was a nice gesture. We don't usually nice treat gesture. our guests. Give me a coffee without milk. And you didn't have any sides, and there was nothing in the fridge back here, so there's no milk. I oh, had I black know. coffee with sugar. Okay, well, at least you got something. Shane didn't get anything. Yeah, but well, Shane's not right Shane got a handshake and a thank you. Yeah. He got a coffee. Shane's, Shane's got to get a And it's a large one. Look, I got you. This is the 125 cup. Yeah. <laughs> this is the 135 cup. This is not. This is the 170 cup. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> Spare no expense. Spare no expense. For number three. Number three. Number three. Soon to be number one mm-hmm. after December. I'm we'll already, get into that already number one. Already number one. You're number one in <laughs> my <words>. head. <laughs> my head. <laughs> Jimmy's the champ in his head. That's why he will be one day. All right. So um, we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. Finally got Jimmy on the show. Um, we've, we've been spending the past couple of weeks talking about, you know, bullying the different levels and all that stuff. Were you ever bullied as a kid? Yeah. I was, actually. Um... I moved from Lodi, where I used to live, into Ramsey, about just 15, 20 minutes north, and it was a completely different atmosphere, even being, you know, in third grade, mm-hmm. so I was a new kid in school, I suppose I dressed funny, got made fun of, and then it kind of faded out going into fourth grade, but then I started getting made fun of again by this one kid, I remember his name, Justin McConnell, I'll never forget, so I was acting out at home, and... My mom brought me into Tiger Showman's for discipline when I was like a little eight-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. And let alone, I told, you know, Sensei Domingo was my sensei, and I told him what was going on and asked him what to do, and basically said, you know, if guy's making fun of me, use your words, and if he tries to hurt you, defend yourself. And long story short, he tried to hurt me. I threw a power front kick. He dropped and started to cry, and I started to cry. <laughs> you you cried too? You cried too? Yeah, I didn't want to get in trouble for my mom. <laughs> I didn't care that I hurt him at all. I just, you know, he always picked on me. I felt so good to hurt him. But then I got upset because I didn't want to get in trouble. I was so worried. But long story short, we went down to the principal's office. He got five lunch detentions. I got one. I got to sit down with the principal mm-hmm. and uh, eat lunch with him and just like hang out. He was like... I remember exactly what he said to my mom. He called my mom Mr. Rarity, though her last name is Greco. Uh-huh. And was like, I know he was in the right and he was defending himself, but he still has to get in trouble. And I was like, okay. So they, they, they knew that this kid was bothering you oh, they, Well, the kid was a bully in school, so everybody knew of him and right. all the teachers and everything like that. So it was it was really funny. I mean, I go to the kid now, I think I've seen I saw a little bit on social media, but, you know, he's living in, like, the Carolinas, married, mm-hmm. has kids. I mean, he grew up. When you're a kid, you're not, this, you're not the same. Yeah, you know? people change. Yeah. But that's good because, I mean, most most principals, most teachers know who the bullies are. They know the kids that are causing the trouble. I mean, you know when you're in class, some kid makes a noise and you turn around, you know which kid made the noise. Like, you know your students and stuff, and the teachers are the same way. So they know the kids that are, you know, picking on the other kids, causing problems. Um, I think the biggest thing now is kids in schools and stuff, they like they instill that fear where the kid should tell right away the teacher and it doesn't matter as many times you tell the teacher they're still going to get picked on until they do something about it and they instill that fear where they can't defend themselves which is the dumbest thing in the world right and the parents you know when you put in this perspective perspective for them you know you send your kid out to school and learn not to get picked on so right. the only way for them to stop is the kid to do something well that's that zero tolerance, tolerance policy yeah. I mean, if you're walking down the street and somebody attacks you, legally you can defend yourself. 
but in a school setting, the kid can punch you in the face, and you're not allowed to defend it's, yourself because you'll both get in trouble. Well, it's not that. It's it's because the teachers and the principal and stuff like that don't want to get sued. It's all it's all liability. for them. It's all liability for them. They, they they're protecting ha- themselves. They're protecting themselves. They don't care about the kids. So how, I, how do you how do you until it happens to their own kid? Yeah, I, well, I think that the teachers and stuff they're compassionate to it and all but they're more strapped by fear no, no, that no, they're no. going to get in trouble let's talk about this this is going to be fun I have a friend I won't say his name he's a teacher what age what age does he teach uh, you know I think I want to say around like two to two to third probably around second so younger kids younger okay. kids he goes to all his parents and says your kid is doing great even though the kids you know uh, a crazy kid in class who doesn't listen or something like that is doing great. But on the you know on the other hand, you know we do have the kids that when they're young, they're you know parents are like oh he's out of control. I'm like he's five years old, he's got energy, it's all good. You need him, get him to do something. Yeah, yeah. But I just find it funny that he has some teacher like, but he can relate to the kids and the kids have so much fun with him because he can relate to them and he can teach them a lot better. I mean the kids you know they're up and down with behavior. So when he says they're doing great, no, sometimes they're up and down. But he can relate to them because he understands it well because, you know, he's still a young teacher. But then you got some other teachers who just can't relate to kids. Like, I, how many times have you guys were in school and you had a teacher that was like, oh, in their God. 50s. And they're monotone and they don't know how to talk. And they keep the voice like this. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm not looking forward to this class right now. Well, how many kids do you get that come into your school? And the parents will be like, you know, I think he has ADHD or ADD. You know, the teacher wants to get him evaluated. And then you do a class with them, and they're five or six. So, you know, they might wiggle and look around a little bit, but they're engaged, so they're enjoying what they're doing. And I tell the parents, I'm like, listen, I'm not a doctor, but I've been teaching kids for God knows how many years. I don't think your kid has anything. I just think your kid is six, and he has a lot of energy, and we have to teach him how to focus. And instead of giving him a pill... To say, here, this will make a focus. Why don't we teach him how to focus and how well, to concentrate? Just his energy. Have him come in two or three times a week and train. That's mm-hmm. what he needs to do. These teachers just don't really know how to handle it. I mean, when you talk about bullying now, remember the Bully Project, that movie, where you had the principal mm-hmm. saying, you know, the kids oh. were acting up, and the principal literally says on the movie, and somehow she... No, wait, was she an assistant principal, actually? she was. A no, I think she was the vice principal. principal. No, she was a vice principal that vice. promoted the principal. And she literally says in the movie, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle these situations. I'm like, that's horrible. You're a vice principal. She was a vice principal. I don't know if she did get promoted. But and, there, was, uh, there was the kid, there was a kid who committed suicide. And they were talking to his friend who was getting bullied beforehand. And the kid said, you know, one day I, I just got sick of it. They kept picking on me and picking on me. And he goes, and I just flipped. And I was either going to hurt myself or I was going to hurt somebody else. And he goes, and this kid kept picking on me, and I just flipped. And I started hitting him until somebody pulled me off. And then the interviewer is like, well, you know what happened afterwards? He's like, nothing. He goes, I would walk down the hallway. I was a ghost. The bullies ignored me. They didn't bother me. There's your answer there. Like, if you stand up for yourself, the bullies don't want to... They don't want a confrontation. They want to pick on the kid that's quiet, that's shy, that's going to let them do all that stuff. If you stand up to them, they're not going to they're not going to mess with you. Well, you know what the worst part was too was that kid that was all surrounded by the bullet project, like the family that was like the main. They had other people with it too. Mm-hmm. Was one of the families the kid was trained in martial arts, oh. but he was trained in like oh. a rinky dink, non professional like traditional. Traditional. They didn't arts. spar. They didn't spar. They didn't. 
They didn't actually have contact. They didn't actually really grapple. Everything, he was a brown belt. He was almost black everything belt. Everything was about, yeah, he was almost a black belt. And everything was about forms and kata and about, like, you know, traditional, like, names and stuff like that. Japanese words were, it's not realistic. It's not going to help your kid defend himself. And that's, you know, when we have kids, parents coming to school, we tell them, you know what I mean? Like, this is not some other type of martial arts. This is the real thing. They're going to be able to learn how to defend themselves. This is, I th- it's I think practical. It, and that is worse than not even going into martial arts because you're giving that kid this idea like I do martial arts I can protect myself and he goes out there and gets smashed in the face and he's never been hit before and he's like oh what is this this is ridiculous and so that's I think that's even worse sending him to a school like that where he's not going to actually learn self defense yeah. Yeah. you gotta kickbox you gotta spar you gotta be able to grapple mm-hmm. you gotta know everything so um, you can handle yourself in almost any situation yeah you gotta protect yourself we're, we're, actually, we have our, my son here today. El, come sit over here a little closer. Come sit just a little bit closer. I figured we could have He skipped school for this? He did not skip school. <laughs> I'm gonna, what is it, CPS? I'm going to have CPS at my house in a few minutes. Um, no, you're good. Um, so he's going to tell a little story about one time when he got bullied as a kid. Now, you can see my son. He's been training since he's two and a half years old. Right? He's not a Jimmy Rivera martial artist, but he can defend himself, and he's been in that situation where he's been hit in the face. He's been... You know, thrown on the ground before, so he's used to it. He wasn't shocked by it, but I'll let him t- tell your little bully story here, buddy. Okay, so one time I was at school, and there was this one kid. He had like he he had like a little clique, but they weren't really bullies. They were like his friends that followed him around, but he was kind of the bully. And well, right now, like currently, he's gotten over that mm-hmm. but he he used to be like that like jimmy said people mm-hmm. mature they grow up they grow out of this stuff and um what happened was one day he was um really getting on my nerves and eventually my cousin, my best friend um was with me and one day he was just messing with me and i got so tired of it and i just socked him in the face <sighs> And my friend, you exactly I, do that. You socked him in the face well, like I, that. I, 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 I hit no, him he in the turned face. it over. You turned it over. Yeah, I hit him in the face. And you had your friend as a witness, so you I could had definitely. I there, and then you, I. He could I, definitely I, vouch for it. I got so angry that I walked away, and my friend was still there. And then I look at my hand, and my hand is like all red because I, I hit him like square in the face. So my hand. Probably the is, first like, time you ever red. hit something without a glove on. Too. Yeah. <laughs> this is so much different. And and my friend he he came over to me and he said the kid standing the, the my friend he came over and told me the kid was standing there and it looked like he was about to have like a breakdown like he was like shocked probably um and I remember the one time him and his other friends they came over and it was like three of them and it was in the playground or something and they came over I think he like main one like put me in a headlock and like threw me to the ground and at the time my friend my friend was there too he tried to go over and help me and he got hit right in the face as well Hmm. so but you should also know this was he was in second grade this was a fifth grader who was no 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 no, no. we were in the same grade oh what was the time at the park with the fifth grade oh dad let him tell the story dad there was another time in the park where we used to go to the park across the street from my school and there was like these older older kids that were in the park and they were talking to me like hey you know martial arts huh and i'm like yeah i know how to go punch and kick and stuff and she's he's like try it punch me in the face punch one of us in the face and i'm like i don't think i want to do that and then i don't remember exactly what happened but it turned into everyone throwing wood chips at each other i remember you got beat up yeah 
I think. Yeah, well, Thanks, fir first thing is that's a good thing you didn't punch him in the face, but if he did any further, you should have did something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Second thing is, you know, if, if Sensei Rivera was your instructor, he would have told you to do a little bit more. Like, keep going until the kid's on the ground crying. Because then that kid will never, ever decide to be a bully again or pick on you again, I think okay? Next year, that so I think you might need a transfer from uh, Mount Kisco <laughs> to uh, Grand City, East 23rd Street, between Madison Park Ave. 212 837 1813. Ding! We should set up a bell for that. <laughs> Good job, little bird. I don't remember yeah. the situation exactly, but. um. I, yeah, I think we eventually, like, I think he threw, like, wood chips at me, so then we all started throwing wood chips at each other, um, but... Yeah, but that's, like, that's a good time. That's yeah, playing, that's, that's not just, really, yeah. like, bullying, that's... High five, pal. That's playing, that's, High like, you know, you have some, yourself. you have some kids, you know, parents come in, they're like, uh, you know, yeah, the teacher says this and that, and I'm like, he's a little boy, they play rough, the boys play rough, we know that. You know what I mean? It's not really that bad when they tell me the story about it. Yeah, my son is rough. Well, I gave no you, problem. I found this. No, your son is lovey-dovey. He just wants to hug and kiss. Oh, he's the lovey. sweetest kid ever. Yeah. But he's very, like, if he tries to hug me or you, it's fine. But when he hugs another three-year-old, yeah. it's, oh, like, yeah. it's like a bear hugger or a double leg. Yeah. And he, then he gets the mount. <laughs> no, me, no. <laughs> then he gets the mount and he's like, oh. And the, yeah, oh, but he's not fighting. No, no, no. Yeah, he's so but he's rough. rough. He's it's rough. like when a Rottweiler comes over to... To greet you, come yes, in. and they oh, jump no. on you. They he's don't so, know their size. So cute. I got to watch him in Tiger Cubs at his school. <laughs> he just keeps grabbing everybody's face and trying to pick him up. No he personal was, space. And, and he's like, sit, everybody's sitting now, crisscross applesauce. His, his legs are up here. He's up against the wall. <laughs> he's the cutest. Kid. I, I mean, a, I have a family that trains the mom, the dad, the little son, the older daughter just started training. The three-year-old came in, and he was like, ah, ah, you know. And then I look at the dad, and the dad was laughing. I'm like, I'm sorry. He's going to flirt with your daughter the whole class. He's yeah. like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, Lucas, keep your hands to yourself. And then he would go. <laughs> and keep getting closer. Let's focus, though. Let's get back to bullies and not my son. Um, so, Larry, you brought up some statistics here. But we got to give credit, I think, to this website. It's called DoSomething.org. DoSomething.org. Over 3.2 million students are victim, victims of bullying each year, and 160,000 teens skip school every day because of bullying. Mm -hmm. This is another thing, like how many times you hear from parents, their grades started slipping, they have no idea, and then they come to find out a couple months later it's because they're getting bullied. Well, not even that, they, you know, I got parents too, even like some kids where they, they do say that my kid doesn't want to go to school, I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, you know, you're not paying attention to the teacher when the kid behind you is like, I'm gonna kick your butt when we yeah. get out of here at 315, and then you think the kid's paying attention to what the teacher's saying? He's like, "What am I gonna do at 3:15? How am I gonna, how am I gonna get to the bus? Which way am I gonna go without? Yeah, yeah. What's this? What's the sneaky way out of the school so nobody sees me? But if that kid knows how to defend himself, he's like, "Whatever, dude, shut up." Yeah. He's gonna go right back <laughs> like, to focusing on the class. Try me, try me. Yeah. <laughs> this is interesting. One in four, one in four teachers see nothing wrong with bullying and will only intervene four percent of the time. So they see it and they don't do anything. What is that? Like what? That's what, a shocking. Where's statistic. the line there? They only intervene four percent of the time. Like what is like like what do they consider too much? You know what I mean? Like the kid got smacked in the back of the head. No big deal. Like where do they draw the line? See, I, I see a wrong and a right to it. Like the you know it's for for instance, if you got a friend that was always getting picked on, if you stand up for him all the time, and then when when you're not around, that friend gets picked on. Mm -hmm. Right. They're not going to be able to defend themselves. So, in a, in a way, I'm like, you know, the kids should say something, do something. 
But another way, the teacher, something like that should either bring to the side and help him out with it or understand it or recommend him to go somewhere. Or just honestly, the other hand is to cut it out and stop it right away. Mm-hmm. But that's weird. That's an interesting fact. And now I get a statistic like that. They really ask teachers about that. It's crazy. 90% of fourth grader, fourth through eighth graders report being victims of bullying. So one in nine kids have been bullied from fourth to eighth grade. As boys age, they are less and less likely to feel sympathy for victims of bullying. In fact, they are more likely to add to the problem than to solve it. Well, this is this is unique because now you're saying boys. What about girls? Girls are even worse than the boys because... It's not even physical. Yeah. It's how verbal it is and how bad it gets. But no, super the bad. girls get savage, man. Super, like they'll yeah, really they'll find bad. the one thing they know you're most insecure and about, uh-huh. and they will just rip it up. Oh my, girls yeah. are mean. Girls are. I think girls are worse than boys are more violent, like more physical, and the girls are. But very how many times physical. when you were a kid did you? get into a fight with somebody and then like three days later you're, you're playing friends. basketball or yeah, yeah. trading baseball yeah. cards well, or that's something. Boys. Girls, girls really hold that it. stuff forever. There's girl. There's there's a girl right now who's still mad at somebody from the second grade for something they did. Yeah. yeah. Well, this 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 could be a, a hour-long time topic mm. probably, but think about when we were growing up. If you did get bullied, you got bullied in school, you went home and you were fine. You can get away from it. Or you saw the kids in your neighborhood and there was a different group of friends and you were fine. Nowadays, with social media, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, like you can't get away from it. So you might go home and the bullies can't get you, but then they're sending you messages or they're talking about you online. So instead of it being half the day, now they can get you at any time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't get away from the bullying. There was the one online. Of the- there was bullying. one of these things that I talked about that. Uh, Online bullying? Yeah, well, what they call it, it's called relation something bullying. Um, where it it's not or? that they're like insulting you as much as they're trying to damage the relationships you have with other people. Like they talk bad about you so other people will turn on you also. Right. That's a big, um, that's like a coward. Like, you know, if you got a problem with somebody and you want to fight them, okay. But like, I'm just going to go around your back and talk trash. That's, that's coward's way out mm-hmm. well I think the biggest thing now is cyber bullying yeah. I, I think the biggest thing now is that people actually have to stand up for themselves and actually do something about it mm-hmm. yeah only you can stop a bully yeah. that's it well it's good that if you train a kid and they're able to you know stand up for their friend if they can't mm-hmm. but then they have to talk to that kid and be like you, you gotta I'm not gonna be around all the time like you were saying mm-hmm. you I was here today but what are you gonna do if I'm not around you gotta you got to stand up for yourself. If this kid gets in your face or he hits you, you got to be able to defend yourself. Yeah, you should come to class with me. It's like uh, what's that old saying? I always murder these sayings. It's like if I if I give you a fish, you'll have a, a sandwich. Give a man but a fish, you'll eat for a bowl, day. Yeah. Teach a man a fish, he'll eat for life. Yeah, or something, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. You were way closer than I yeah. was. Yeah, yours was way off. I was way. Off. Yours was way off. I always murder those expressions. <laughs> I was terrible at it. Speaking of bullying, let's get to what Jimmy's gonna do. In December, he's gonna bully somebody around the cage. Well, let's let's before we go to the the that one, let's talk. Let's scout. Edit, edit, clip. No. <laughs> let's talk because um, it's in order uh, about the Garbrandt Dillashaw one first. Ooh, yes, less than a month away. Yeah. MSG, are you going? If I get free tickets, 
I, you, I think you were talking I about this the other day. That's not that easy, right? I would think that you being in the U.S. Associated, the high rank you have, that they would want no, you to be the, there. Not for the big cards, it's very hard. For the big ones, it's yeah. hard. Yeah, it's very hard. If you want to maximize the dollars. But like a fight night, maybe... Fight night, yeah. I mean, if it's not a huge car, then it's fine. But when it comes to like the MSG cards... The MSG cards are ridiculous. Yeah, you know. Or like the July 4th cards, the end of the year cards. So Cody versus TJ... TJ's ranked number two. Are you interested in this fight? I'm just interested. I am. Do you I'm think it's going to be an entertaining fight? He's going to be fighting the winner of this. Of, of course, course he's interested in this fight. You know what? But I mean, just like as a pure fan, like as a well, fan of fighting. Wa- watching the fight, I-, I just feel like they know each other really well, but I feel like, you know, Cody's a better boxer out of TJ, so TJ, you know, Cody's going to be able to stop the fight. Unless TJ's going to try to take him down, you know what I mean? I mean, they've trained with each other for numerous times, so... It should be really interesting to see what happens. How long ago did TJ leave Team Alpha? No, two years. Probably now? a year or two. No, oh, it's been it's been longer. Maybe two and a half years. When 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 did TJ beat Dominic Cruz? He didn't beat Dominic Cruz. Cruz beat him. When when did Cruz beat him? Well, oh, Cruz's last sad. fight was December thirtieth last year. No, no. Then we had another fight. No, that was the Garbrandt fight. I'm sorry. Okay, wait, wait. September. Okay, so Cruz was December mm-hmm. of last year, and then he fought. Before that, he fought like Faber. And before oh, that, yeah. he fought TJ. Okay. So it was probably two and a half years ago because he lost that fight. He hasn't won a championship fight since he left Team Alpha Male. Mm-hmm. That's what they were saying on the Ultimate Fighter. So, I mean, we talk about. I mean, he 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 fought Cruz and he could have fight Cruz the right way, so he lost. I mean, he did a horrible job fighting Cruz. Watching. I don't remember that his fight. fight. I haven't I watched st- in a I while. I this fight right away. Like, by the fourth round, I was like, right, that's it. I'm done watching him. I'm like, he just did all the wrong things. Dillashaw lost to Cruz January 17th, 2016. Yeah. So, so it's, been, it's been two years since yeah. he's left, basically. It's been about two years. So wait, so Dillashaw, I'm sorry, uh, Garbrandt left before that fight. No, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Dillashaw left Team Alpha Male before the Cruz fight. He left before that fight. He was still at Team Alpha Male when oh, he when fought Burrell mm-hmm. in July. So it's been about two years since he's left, and um, that's a whole other issue to talk about. It should be really good. I think it's going to be a good fight. I think if Garbrandt, if, if the fight gets finished, Garbrandt knocks him out. You I could see I could see TJ winning the decision. You don't see TJ finishing him? No, I don't see TJ finishing him. I still, Garbrandt. See, I still see Garbrandt winning, but then again, his health is an issue too, depending on how, how, his, how, back how, is. Bad, how his back is right now. It's not something you just bounce back from. I think it's a toss-up, man. It's a tough fight. We really don't know what happened, you know, in training. Mm-hmm. And I well, mean, Garbrandt always says we're talking about we're talking about practice. <laughs> we're talking about practice, not a game, but practice. You know, I mean, those there's those guys who they're good in the gym and then they can't perform under the lights. Mm-hmm. Then there's guys who get submitted in the gym or get you know pieced up in the gym and then when the lights go on they're like this world beater and then you have guys who are good in the gym and they're even better under the lights so you know what happened in the in the gym is is the gym it's so not a real which fight. guy am i that which guy am i huh Don't you're a guy who's <laughs> who's good in the gym and even better under the lights oh my god perform well under I'll, pressure I'll train today. I don't need a train today. <laughs> <laughs> so i'd say so you'd say Striking goes to Cody. Cody, yeah. Wrestling goes to TJ. To TJ. TJ, I think, is the best. And I think cardio there, even. 
don't see the nah, I get cardio TJ. I get yeah. cardio TJ too. Yeah. Well, Cody's only been in one five round fight. Yeah, but not not that. I just think you know, with the Cruz fight, like if you watch the fight, he went when he wanted. He, he didn't. He didn't have to. He didn't push the fight like Demetrius Johnson did when they fought. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Watching, studying all the footage, he didn't push the fight like that. So, I think uh, cardio is definitely for TJ. Okay. Oh, Cody's never been taken down. Take down, well, defended, 100%. And everything else is almost even. Yeah. Cody's TJ's never, got the reach. Cody's never attempted a submission? No. Rashad Evans was like that, too. Never once attempted a submission in the UFC. All of his fights. Everything was ground and pound. Yeah. He was good at it back then. Yeah. He had a precipitous drop. Like, he dropped quick. He had a couple well, I injuries. Think, I think he just doesn't realize it's his time to stop fighting. Yeah. He's just not the same fighter, and that happens to everybody. That's hard. It's a hard decision to make. You think, we asked this the, the, a couple weeks ago, uh, Chuck Liddell coming back to fight. Good idea, bad idea? For money? For money? I mean, Probably. of course for money, but... For money is a good idea. Bellator's <laughs> going to pay him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is the thing. Do you think he should fight? Uh, I'm a fighter, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, the way he talks sometimes, I would say no. Who would wait? Chuck now, would you would you watch it? I mean, Absolutely. I yeah. mean, my wife and I sat with Chuck. Well, we did. It was we got we were guests in uh, in Mexico City, mm-hmm. and we sat. And there was other people at the table. Some some actually spoke English. Some of them were like very broken or nothing at all. But literally, like Forrest left the table, went to sit somewhere else, and then Condit went to a different table because it was like people that buy like these high roller tickets. So it's like a little like meet and greet. You get to sit down with the fighters and eat. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and Sam's sitting there and he's literally just talking to us the whole time. Chuck. Yeah. He was like Sean Simpson completely. He <laughs> was cool. I was like, I feel like I'm talking to my follow-on right now. Yeah, he was really cool. He was really cool but stern. Very stern. Mm-hmm. And he had that whole uh, Charles Oliveira. You remember he got caught eating McDonald's and didn't make weight. He was like eight pounds over. He was very mad. He was like he was taking out on me, but I'm like, listen, I didn't miss weight. I'm just here as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Charles. But, uh, he's a really cool guy. Um, strikes again. So if you had a choice, because after you beat Cruz, you're going to get to fight whoever wins this. I don't care. You don't care? No, nah, Same kind of fight? You're just going to go out there and play your game? I would like to see him fight Cody so he can give him his first loss. loss. Humble Cody a little bit. I'll do that. Cody, Cody always likes to talk like he has that death touch. He's got power. He's got power, but he didn't he knock out Cruz. He's guys that are not that good coming up. The best, I mean, the hardest fight he had was Cruz. That was his mm-hmm. hardest fight coming mm-hmm. up. Everybody he fought, like, look, go to his record real quick. I know he beat Almeida. <coughs> yeah, that, <coughs> that was a tough, that, that was a good fight for him. But... He just caught Almeida and that's it. Almeida eats those right hands. He was able to finish him though and I wasn't, so I'm a little upset about that one. Mm. Um, this is just his UFC stuff, but so but Marcus so he had uh Marcus Brimage. He knocked him out. Henry, whoever that is, I don't know who that is. He beat him, that was a decision. Augusta Mendez. That was a decision fight? Three round decision. Yeah. Henry I wanna I gotta watch that fight. I never saw that fight. And then alright, TKO, Tom's on man knocked him out. Oh, this is out of order. Uh, Taki, uh, whatever. I was so Mizugaki. So Mizugaki. I was supposed to fight him, and I said yes to him, but he said no to me. He said rather fight Cody instead. Oh, so that could have been you in August. That could have been me knocking out the easy guy. Um, <laughs> oh. Dominic Cruz. Was I'm sure he's very nice. Dominic person. Cruz was his 
toughest one, but that's because Cruz can't box. Is Dominic Cruz outstruck him? Um, that's what it says, right? 88 to 65? 68. 88 to 68. Really? That's what, interesting. What does the TD mean? Touch takedowns. Take Cody got one. Yeah, he got a nice takedown. Really outstruck him. I, well, feel, Cruz, like, I feel like Cody. I feel like Cody landed a lot more. Wait, are those just strikes thrown or strikes landed? Significant those strikes. Are, those are strikes landed. I don't I don't think that's accurate. Watching that fight numerous times. Well, those are all strikes, not significant strikes. I don't know. Those are all strikes, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Could be low kicks, that, could be sweet, could be swift, a jab, quick little changes. Yeah, but everything there. though, that that's fine if it's all strikes. If the strikes landed, I'm like Cody definitely landed more strikes. Um. Did you see the numbers for Demetrius Johnson versus Ray Borg? Like 170 significant strikes to 14. Yeah, he landed 14. Ray Borg actually wasn't doing too bad on his feet, and then he kept wanting to take him down, and I don't know why. And then the fifth round, he was going for broke, and then Demetrius Johnson knew it and took him down. And he and turned into John Wick. Yeah, John Wick. That was the coolest thing ever. That was an awesome thing. You know, they showed, I saw a video of that compared to uh, Hickson. I saw Gracie, that. Hoyler yes. Gracie demo yes. that they did. Yeah, I could do it. It was very similar, but he was already on the ground, uh-huh. and then he pushed his face. It wasn't like midair. No. That was sick. Demetrius Johnson sick. is the wizard. I guarantee you he has a pointy hat at home. <laughs> he had a pointy hat. Yeah. I mean, he gets played to play Xbox, paid to play Xbox. That's pretty cool. I know. That's a pretty cool gig. I would play Xbox only if I got paid. <laughs> well, this is a long interview you guys got me on. Yeah, yeah. man. We got you for a whole hour. hour. You got me for eight more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so let's get into Well, let's get ten minutes because we want to talk about your nutrition. Yes, we'll go through this real Nutrition quick. in general. I'll give you two minutes. Do you use um, that service that Shane uses, uh, Eat Clean Bro? I use Eat Clean Bro, but when it comes two months out, I use my wife. <laughs> <laughs> my wife meal preps everything for me and makes sure it's definitely clean cut into the right portions. And it's been working this far, so I'm not going to change it. Yeah, don't. Now, what what would you say is the biggest difference between, like, your normal eating routine and then, like, training camp? Those eight weeks, 12 weeks, 10 weeks, whatever it is. I get, you know, my normal eating routine is I get to cheat a little bit on the weekends when it's training camp. I don't cheat on the weekends. You don't cheat? Nah. I feel like... Unless I needed, like, a cheat meal to get my metabolism spiked. I'm right. sorry, that's yeah, it. Switch it up. I feel like I eat more in training camp. Well, you're burning more. But, like, you know, normally you try to have five to six meals a day. Some days I'm busy at the school. I might have three or four. But if I camp, I'm having six meals. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the portions what? might be smaller, but all that food added up is more than the food. Your calorie intake. When I'm not, yeah. you know, when I'm not in training. Camp. Well, yeah. Very strictly. Uh, no, I think, I think it's, I think I do four meals. And then when I'm in training camp, it's, like, definitely six meals. But there are a lot smaller meals, so that's why it's so much more. And but would those six added, meals be more f- food than those four meals? I think it's almost the same. Almost, man, nah, maybe I don't know. Not even I feel like I. But eat you know what? Was it eat clean, bro? I don't even eat the whole meal. Like it's too much food for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. I can't eat the whole meal. Hmm. I could probably almost break them up into two meals. They good though. Yeah. Good. Not better than Sam. Not better than Sam. Yeah, I'm trying to help no. you out. Not better than Sam. Not Sam's better. way better. Thanks for just saying the obvious thing. I'm yeah. trying to help you out. Trying <laughs> to help her, bro. You know. um, th- th- this is a question that I always... Sam's is actually good because she uses Flavor God. Flavor that guy's God the is, bomb. Is on point. Yeah. We Shout out to Flavor God. We talked about that at his last uh, fight. Um, 
I always wonder because fighters deplete themselves so much to make the weight. Like, what do you do? You have like a specific routine you do after you've made weight, right? You weighed weight. Thank God, I made weight. I'm good. Do you have a specific routine you do to recover? Sensitive subject. I don't want to talk about this. Weight. Never ask a fighter. Two people you never ask. You never ask a woman his weight. Their weight. Excuse me. Or a fighter, their weight. Hey man, how you doing? How's your and weight? And if it's a woman fighter, oh man, how's your weight? How how you doing, bro? I, well, I drank three gallons of water today, so I can't really tell you. I feel a little bloated. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're not weight cut. I have down pat with uh, my buddy Lewis and uh, my uncle Danny, and we're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Bill is telling the story. It's a little about cranky when, when you got a little bit hangry. Um, when you guys were out on Long Island, you were walking through the supermarket with your uh, not the super. I'm sorry, we through the mall. With your um, your food, your Tupperware. Yeah. And they're like, no, this is. I'm gonna eat this in about 13 more minutes. I can eat this, and like it's that regimented. Well, oh, when we it gets closer to the fight, it is. Yeah, I mean, fight week I cook for him, and I remember I think it was in um, our room smells so bad. <laughs> it smells like garlic. I remember fish. We, it smells like fish. I remember we were in Glasgow, and I had I think I made you chicken and asparagus, maybe a little bit of spinach, and he was like. No, I don't want to eat because it's such a little meal. Like, I'm giving them an ounce and a half, maybe two ounces of chicken. And it's such a little meal, it's like a tease. You know, like, so he doesn't even want to have it. He's like, I don't, I don't want to eat. I was like, Jimmy, you got you to gotta eat. It's been an hour and a half. You got to eat. I don't want to eat. Jimmy, just eat the. All right, can you cut it up? So I cut it up for him. And then he eats, like, half of it. And he just looks at me. He's like, Lou, Lou, thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> he got a little, he got a little hungry. It's like well, that Snickers commercial. Glasgow and Brazil were the worst because to figure out their food market and how the hell everything is, it's completely, I don't understand it. <laughs> it's very different. Yeah. That's tough when you're in another country and you don't have we, Oh, this was a we crazy weight cut. So who is this? I don't know. I just saw Daniel Lima. So name. he fought, from what I understand, he fought in Japan. He was fighting at straw weight, which is 115. 115. So he had to be 116. He was two pounds over. And it said something like he cut 16 or 18 pounds, which is just a ridiculous amount of weight in general. Like if a 205er has to cut 18 pounds, mm-hmm. it's a lot different so, than a 125 or a 115 Because like, it's here, Japan. If it was here, they would have been like, no, you're not fighting. Oh, they would have called this off. Dude, that's almost... He couldn't even stand on the scale. No. It's got to be like 18%, 17% of his body weight. 16 pounds for a 115-pound fighter. Uh-huh. So he didn't even make weight. He didn't make weight. He still fought. The next day, lost a decision. Uh-huh. Yeah, really? Obviously. Did he obviously. gas out by any chance? Did he gas out by the first minute? <laughs> no, but the dangerous thing is when you dehydrate yourself that much, it's your brain, yeah. man. There's fluid that separates your brain from your skull. Yeah, this fight in any other... He in has- any state in the United States, any commission would not let this fight go on. And nor should they. No. I mean, look at this. He can't even weigh in. Obviously, you should not fight in Japan because they did not care. No. no. They used to say it all the time, too, about pride. I was all fixed. I was weak due everything. to the extreme weight cut, but I was really fine 100% for the fight. There's no, no way. way. No way. You're 100% for the fight. Well, you remember what Shion said when he was over there in Japan? Mm-hmm. He said that someone was literally having a seizure and there's fights going on. So they looked over and they just kept watching the fight. They didn't do anything. That's so important. I mean, you train, you train for six, eight, ten, twelve weeks, whatever your camp is, right? And I remember I was working with this guy Ben from In Motion Meals back in the day. Oh yeah. And uh, 
weight cut was so easy with him. I still use a bunch of the stuff he taught me. But he's like, you know, you're a you're a professional athlete, and you're asking your body to perform for the highest level for 15 or 25 minutes, and you can literally throw away all that work you did, you know, the day before. Mm-hmm. A lot of fighters have the mentality that that's the fight, which in a way, you know, like once the weight cut is done, your mind's kind of like, oh, like fighting's the fun part mm-hmm. as opposed to the weight cut. But he's like, you can do this grueling. You know, if you had a fight, if there was no way in, would you do a crazy workout the day before your fight? You know, run a half a marathon or do some crazy lip? No, you're going to destroy your body. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you're doing with a hard weight cut. So instead of having a hard weight cut and trying to bulk up, no, you know, keep your weight low, have an easy weight cut, and you'll have more energy the next day, and you'll be able to form better in those, you know, 15 or 25 mm-hmm. minutes. And how many it, times do we see guys gas out in the second or third round? Kevin Lee. Yeah. Yeah, he had Lee. staff too. He had staff yeah. too, but you don't think cutting 19 pounds? Well, it's, yeah. Staff definitely zapped some out of him, but that hard weight cut as well. Yeah. Um, and it's not like you're going out to play a basketball game. You're going out to play punch face. What, punch what face. is this top five pro wrestlers? Oh, that's two guys top five. Two guys top five. Two guys top five. What's two guys top five? Well, the way two guys top five works is you pick a subject, any random subject. We've done... Dozens of them. Will Farrell quotes. Yeah, Will Farrell quotes. Restaurants. restaurants. Um, and you go back and forth. So, for example, Lewis would um, you would give Lewis your number five. Lewis would give you his five, then four and four and three and three and two and two. Well, who's <coughs> this is that? mine. This is me. That's horrible. That's me. Oh. You don't even have Hulk Hogan in No, I do not. You're right. He was a terrible wrestler. Oh, God. Wait, is it about wrestling or about... Inter- you know, I, I, well, you, interaction with the crowd and the wrestlers. Your criteria is your criteria, however you determine the list to be. Mine, I went off of performers. Mm-hmm. So you want to jump into it? Do you, yeah. have, do you have top five wrestlers? I mean, we're kind of putting you on the spot. You didn't get yeah, a chance to think about it. Did you do yours? I got mine right here, bro. I'm ready okay. to go. All right, since we're going here, I'll throw mine out real quick. So it'll be three guys top five instead of two guys top five. Uh, I got Brett the Hitman Hart. I hated the excellence Brett the of Hitman. execution. The best there him. was, the best there is, and the best there ever will be. I hate him. Loved him. So were you were you uh, mad when that whole thing happened? The Mon- Montreal Montreal screw job. Um, no, I I I had already kind of. You don't know the story. Away. I had already kind of stepped away from wrestling at that point, so it wasn't. Oh, see, I was still kind of into it. Yeah. Once, once the Rock kind of left, yeah. Then, then I kind of got out of it. But so Bret Hart, there was the big war between WWF at the time and WCW, the Monday Night Wars, mm-hmm. and Bret Hart was leaving WWF to go to WCW. Uh, Vince McMahon didn't want him to leave as the champion, and then go to WCW. So Bret Hart was under the impression he was supposed to win in Montreal at the pay-per-view. And then, and then lose it the and next then night he was, on, on Raw. He was going to lose it the next night. Well, Vince McMahon set it up where Shawn Michaels put him in his own move, right? Well, or, they, 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 Shawn Michaels did it this sharpshooter, and the referee real quick said that he gave up. The referee but said he gave up, but he did Bret Hart was supposed to reverse it, and, and their plan was Bret Hart was going to reverse it and go from sharpshooter to sharpshooter. But they rang the bell. Shawn Michaels jumped out of the ring super-duper fast. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he was he was pissed. They screwed he, him over. He was so pissed, he went and he smashed all of the camera equipment that was around the ringside. And then if you watch the documentary backstage, he knocked out Vince McMahon. Did he? Yeah. He did? He punched Vince McMahon right in the face. And you don't see that because you can't. They're not in the room. But you see Vince McMahon, like, stagger out of the thing. And the next day on Raw, he had a huge black eye. Yeah. 
Good and for then, him. And then the next night, instead of Bret Hart going to to Raw, Bret Hart went right to Nitro and started talking about it. Yeah. So he was my number five. I hated Bret Hart anyway. Jim, who's your number five, Jimmy? Okay, so I want to make sure I get five in there. So you want Lewis to do his first? Yeah, let Lewis do his first. Why don't you write it down in notes? Okay, okay well, good. That's what I do. So you know, I keep the old ones. Thank you. Yep. Um, number five would be anybody from the NWO. Okay. I mean that that not anybody. There well, was some rejects. Okay, once once like after the first six. Yeah. Remember like six Pac. Yeah. Okay, those core guys. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hall. Nah. I mean Scott Hall. Scott Kevin Hall. Nash. Kevin Nash. The Hulk Hogan. I mean. When that, when that thing first started, uh-huh. it was awesome. Big Papa Pump. It was awesome. That's when Scott Steiner turned into Big Papa Pump. Big Papa Pump. So I would cool. say anybody in the NWO. Mm-hmm. Okay. That whole kind of The original NWO. Yes. Like the for, first six. After a while, then there was like different factions of the and NWO. Then they had the, the Latino the NWO, the, the like Latin with Conan. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, it got a little they, bit ridiculous. They, they went too far with that one. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go with... I'm going to have number five, Hulk Hogan. Okay. Okay. Any particular reason? No, just because I said so. <laughs> okay. He's Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I like Hulk Hogan. He was funny. He was good. He, he was... He the was ripping the shirt thing. His personality was was yeah. his best technique. Yeah, he was good. He was And then when he turned heel... That was great. In I, NWO. I actually saw some of the documentary saying, um, you know, he originally was like 6'5". The guy's like, you, you're standing here. You don't look six five. You're like about six one. He's like, from all that slamming uh-huh. and all everything he's done, he actually his spine. His, well, yeah. his, I I think I saw something too. His move, the leg drop, because you wouldn't think that that's something that you're gonna do a lot, but thousands and thousands of times, he did a lot of damage to his lower back with uh-huh. it from the leg drop. Yeah. Yeah, he looks yeah. in bad shape. Like, not like like his body's been through a war. Mm-hmm. That's what he looks like in the interview. And uh, Hulk Hogan is like the first like real crossover. From just the pro wrestler to mainstream yeah. out in the pub. Remember they used to have a... Did you ever watch the old cartoon show? WWF Superstars? I'm really old, so... No. That's like 80s. I was... Yeah. Was, you probably weren't even... I probably yet. saw it, but... Yeah. All right. So number four. My number four is the Macho Man Randy Savage. Just amazing. Oh, yeah. Best promos ever. Ever. I've seen him just go off on... I don't promos. know about best promos ever. Well, okay, but at that time. At that time, he, he was the best promo guy ever. And uh, he has my favorite match of all time. It's WrestleMania three. Uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Macho Man Randy Savage at WrestleMania. This is my favorite wrestling match of all time. It's like a forty-five minute match. It's great. It's great. Wasn't the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels a one-hour match? Was well, they, they used to do that. They used to do Iron Man matches. Yeah, like However many pinfalls you could get in sixty in minutes. Yeah. yeah. My number four. <clears throat> Would have to be mankind. Oh my oh. god, so, that's my number four too. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah. Okay, mankind now mankind with the specifically or mankind Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, all oh of the Oh my god, he's got all of them. Yeah, that promo he did with the Rock, soccer the Rock and Sock Connection. Oh, um, but do you remember the promo like for his birthday? It was yeah. like a yeah. fifteen-minute segment. Yeah. Oh, that was great. I don't know what I was watching. It was yesterday too. On my drive home, I, I clipped my phone on and I watched stuff on YouTube. Very safe. Anyway, um, it was the top ten moments in. This is weird that we're doing this too because it's top ten moments in wrestling that were improvised. Okay, and it was him and the Rock oh, yeah. doing a promo, and the Rock's like, "If you smell," and then he goes like this, and he wants his glasses to come down, but they fall completely off. Yeah, and then Mick Foley picks him up and just gives them to him, totally unscripted, yeah. 
And The Rock is like, The Rock, thanks you for that one. <laughs> and it was just, it, was, it was funny. Together. Yeah, they were, they were really together. good together. They were unbelievable <laughs> together. They were so funny. But him alone was, he was an unbelievable wrestler, like tough as nails. Oh, my God. Funny as hell, especially with that little Socko. Mr. Socko. Did you ever meet him? He's at COC sometimes. His, his kids train? His kids train in Long Island. Yeah, he's been mm-hmm. at COC a couple times. He's a giant, giant man. Mm-hmm. Like, his head is huge. His whole... He's just a giant, giant man. Right. Uh, about did you ever see the match that he had with The Rock? And they did the documentary. I think it was, it was oh. a something I Quit match or whatever. Yeah. And he hit... The Rock handcuffed Mick Foley with his hands behind his back and hit him with the chair like 25 times in a row. Then after the match, he's getting stitched up in the back and his kids are there and his kids are crying their eyes out. Daddy's dying. And The Rock comes over to like say hi and they're like, we get away from us. And Mick Foley's like, no, look, we're friends. This is Dwayne. We're friends. It's okay. They're like, can you hit my daddy? And he's like, no, it's okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. So dramatic. But great. Great. Great choice. I didn't even... Yeah. I don't mean to rush. I got a little bit of time. We'll go quick. My third was Ricky Steamboat. Same thing. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Super duper awesome. Very technical. Showing your age there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't um, know who that is. <laughs> you don't know Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Where it? My, my, <laughs> number, my number three would be uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Heartbreak. Sweet Chin Music when he was in D-Generation X. That old D-Generation X, too, was, was mo- just as good, if not better, than the NW- yeah. NWO. Who is the, who is the, the tag team? Um, Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn and uh, Road Dog Jesse James. You remember those guys? Yeah. Generation Ladies and gentlemen, called. boys and girls, children, children of all ages. ages. Yeah, yeah, Let's good. get ready to... Rumble. Yeah, well, that's not what he said. That's not what he said, but who's your number three? You have a number three? Yeah, but there's two people. Okay. You can do a tie. I've done that. Hardy Brothers. Oh yeah, oh. they were awesome. Do you have a favorite between the two, or I just thought they were both really good. Like so when they good. came in for tag team matches and all the flips and the crazy things the they did. They invented the, they invented the ladder match, right? Them and the um, Edge and um, Christian. Those were those crazy. guys invented the ladder matches. That was good. They number two, my number two is The Rock. Mm. Promo King again, another crossover wrestler, probably the biggest movie star on the planet right now. He is. He's making the most money, too. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. crazy. The, I, I'd have to say The Rock. And also, just, like, for a guy that size, like, a super athlete. Yes. He's huge now. Well, he did play. Uh, played football. College ball. He played um, Miami. University of Miami. Miami. He was on the same squad as Warren Sapp. They're good friends. His whole family wrestled, though, so he kind of... His no, dad if was. You ever watch his documentary? He didn't do so. Rocky good Johnson. Again. I read no. his book too. His do you remember they had him come out as Rocky Maivia when yeah. he first joined? He had all these colors and like, like weird arm, cheese and dress. Yeah, real yeah, super cheesy. They were trying cheesy. to make him the super golden boy, and it just wasn't fit him. So yeah. he started. When he turned he just, heel, that's what made him. And when he started the doing nation some. Nation of domination. Yeah. He joined them. Uh, my number two is also The Rock. Mm-hmm. Not only for his, you know, um, wrestling, like you said, he's an amazing athlete. But the promos oh. he would do when he would get in the ring with the guitar, oh, he could yeah. sing too. Yeah, he could sing. Yeah, he's but like, you know what's so Cena? good is he's so quick off the mic. Like he can. He's witty. Yeah, he, come, he, witty. he came up with all that. You know, his he's got own the gift stuff. of gab. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you ever see the promo he did with Trish Stratus, where he's in the back and Trish Stratus is like coming out? He's like, "The Rock's gonna grab you, pull you real close." Like that. Oh, this is so great. Oh, so I would great. love when you say, you know, like, Jimmy, what's your favorite? It doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's your favorite, whatever it is. Oh, I love that. That, and you know what the best thing is? The crowd always knew it was coming. Yeah. 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 Like, they knew it. Well, I have, actually, yours probably, 
on flip flop with you, Larry. Stone Cold is my second. Uh, I didn't put him on mine. I can't believe I totally like, he just blacked out. Like I he, blacked out. I thought great. about it while we were going. Through my this. favorite was just him getting beers. This oh yeah, on top and hitting them and drinking them. Like he's, you ever hear him? He's got a podcast. Him, you ever hear Chael Sonnen? Because you know Stone Cold is Chael Sonnen's cardio coach or whatever, mm-hmm. strength conditioning coach. Oh, I didn't know that. And the, sh- the stuff that he would say, I would just laugh. What Chael Sonnen would say about Stone Cold. He's a, he's a he seems like guy. a cool guy, though. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a manly man. man. Yeah. Like, I'd have a beer with him. He's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he would say something, the crowd would go, what? 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 Oh, that was the best. What? And it would pit, and he, he would have that little thing going back and forth to Kurt Angle at the time, and Kurt Angle would get so mad. He'd be like, shut up. I'm an Olympic gold medalist. Stop talking. And but again, man going at each other. Oh, but again, weird. Stone Cold was super creative, too, with the stuff we do. Remember, he drove a Zimboni to the, to mm-hmm. the octagon one time. He drove a... Like a not a fire truck. He had a or beer truck. Yeah, and, and he sprayed. He sprayed the beer. Yeah, he's so good. So yeah, Stone Cold was my number one. All he's right. just epic. Stone Cold is your number one. Yeah, he's my number one. I'm gonna show my age a little bit here. Ultimate Warrior. Oh yeah. I love when he would grab the ropes. Shake the ropes. I used to watch wrestling when I was little. My favorite matches, I think it's WrestleMania five, mm-hmm. where he fought Hulk Hogan. Might have been five or six. No, three. He fought Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Was or it three? Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, it was the same one as. And it was. Hulk Hogan was the champion, and he was, and the, he inter- was the intercontinental champion, and then he won both belts. Mm-hmm. See, I have so the Rock is my favorite, and the mm-hmm. best is I have a kid that we call John John Cena. His name is Jadis. Loves John Cena, mm-hmm. obviously. So I always go, I'm like the Rock beat John Cena, even though they've been back and forth, and like mm-hmm. he won some and he he lost some, like back and forth. Matches, but he's only like an eight year old kid. I argue with him all the time. Yeah, it's the funniest thing. I haven't watched wrestling since I, like The Rock. I've caught left. clips like on the YouTube, but never on the well, never. you know what? Early The 2000s? Rock came back, so I caught some like clips on YouTube with mm-hmm. him and John Cena. I mean, he just kills John Cena with everything he Called has. Called Fruity say. Pebbles, yeah, Fruity Called the Fruity Pebbles, Pebbles and all that. Like, he just killed, but the, I'm I don't care what you guys say, like, your wrestling could be whatever, like. Maybe his acrobatics and his moves weren't that crazy, but when you had him on the mic, he had the crowd. Oh, no, I, I, he hey. had the crowd and knew how to get him going, and he was just in the back, and he said two words, and you had him here, oh, yeah. Rocky, Rocky, yeah. like you the hear the crowd. whole crowd. And it's like, no, I, I, and I agree, no man's ever been able to copy what he has no. done. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to copy is I mean, like, get the crowd going like that. Yeah. There, there was a time when... when um, when they were still battling each other, they tried to turn Booker T in WCW into The Rock. They tried to get him to start doing this. Like, so he's like, you get me? So, like he was get, coming up with these different things. So when Booker T, when they merged or whatever, Booker T was in the, I'm um, sorry, The Rock was in the ring. Uh-huh. And Booker T came out and was like, come on, suck it up. He's like, hold on, who in the blue hell are you? <laughs> and then he's like, what I'm a five times. It doesn't matter. Who yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the best because he looked totally looked like he took his glasses off. Like, like he did it. Like he acted so well. He's yeah, like, no, really, really that's why he's a good actor because yeah. he was acting there. Yeah. You still watch wrestling? No, just on the like I said, just on the highlights on the YouTube yeah. and stuff. I watch. I watch the repeats on, on the YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. That um, kills me that he says the YouTube. Oh. Why? Because he says the before everything. On, on the Instagram. The Instagram. Who does? Me? The Twitter. No, him. The oh, Twitter. Yeah, he always puts the. It's an old guy thing. You know, I'd be like, hey. You, it's okay. I'm, we're, I was showing my age the other day, and I'm not even that old. And spandex. It's spandex. Tights. Tights. Everything spandex. spandex. Everything I love spandex. That That's so good. Well, let's, let's come to a close here. Jimmy's got to go train. Yeah, this has been a good 
hour. Yep. We yeah. had. It's good. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, thank you so much for coming in here and doing this. You want to shout out your uh, social medias or any events you have coming up or anything? I mean, yeah, sure. <clears throat> well, what's your what's your Instagram and your your uh, your Twitter? Your Twitter. Do you even know? Twitter Jimmy is Jimmy one thirty five. Jimmy. Jimmy. We really have to shout it out. Yeah. I mean, every school was a big picture somehow throwing a. Okay. Well, well, let me ask you wait, wait, before we leave. So yesterday you were like so close. He had nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine followers. Uh-huh. Did you get the one today? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm over ten k. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but you know what? With the, I think one of the biggest things is that everybody. Some people frown frown about it. Some senses. I won't name any. The one. Um, but we have Instagram. You know, it's really like about your family mm-hmm. and your friends and your teammates. Your toys and. Uh, not okay. Your toys, maybe not my toys. <laughs> Those are and stuff like that. But let me tell you, I put up this guy. You know Louis Galano? Uh-huh. Here, yeah. I put him up. He got seventy thousand so far. Seventy thousand views. Really? This guy must be like he must this have been fight. a good fighter at one time and then this retired fight. or something. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he's retired. He's not retired. Hiatus. 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 I'm just waiting for the finger to come up, but he can't do it because. Students are watching. He's doing it in his head. He's doing it in his head. <laughs> How I met your mother, but it wasn't the thumb. <laughs> hey, professor, can you hear me now, or should I turn it up? This guy is going to be back in the ring. I so, actually I actually told him yesterday to fight Pettis. He should fight Pettis because Henry screwed mm-hmm. up. Uh, no, no, I he's just back saw in the he's back in the fight. Oh, he, he is back in the fight. He just got burned. He just got burned. Yeah. That's uh, actually uh, on fire. In a hotel. Golf course. I thought it was at a golf he jumped course. from two stories. He said he said he woke up and just thought it was an alarm, like yeah, whatever, it's a false alarm. Went back to sleep. Woke up at four in the morning with smoke in the room. Yeah, yeah. And he he grabbed his cell phone and was able to jump out. He didn't get his Olympic medals or any of that stuff. That's crazy. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. Um, Wait, so he lost his stuff? I don't know hmm. the full extent of the story, but that's all he grabbed. So if his house burned down or whatever burned down. No, he was in a hotel, I thought. I thought, he, I thought it yeah. said he was at a golf course, but maybe it was he at was a like resort or a something. hotel resort yeah. because, I don't know, maybe because of trailer. Bisping put up something of, like, choppers, like, mm-hmm. looking at the neighborhood that was burning. Yeah. He's like, yeah, my house is, like, right over there. So wow. It was in this neighborhood. It's crazy. Um, all right, so you can catch me at LJ Burns everywhere, Twitter or the Instagrams. Uh, Lewis is Lou Gaudino UFC at everything that he does. Don't laugh at the way I talk. It's very, that's bullying. You're bullying right now. Bullying. I'm offended that you're laughing. We're laughing high. with you, not at you. <laughs> yeah, because no. you're laughing too. I was about to say, I was trying to stop Can we get the address it. to uh, Jimmy's school again? <laughs> 34 East 23rd Street, New York City, to Madison Park app, second floor, doors next to Arby's. Nice. I don't go to Arby's either, actually. I've never been there. I don't think I've ever eaten an Arby's sandwich either. There's an Arby's in the city. I feel like that's not like I was the first one ever in the city. But uh, I would have thought Arby's man, had businesses gone, go right? up and close down left and right in the city. Yeah. So next day it could be there. I mean, it's actually doing really well because I 